Um, if you would like to throw some curse words at me right now, I'll just put the little Mario jumping noise. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to report this is my last episode of Fully Posable. If you'd like to apply for the co-hosting job, please email fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a Charger product? It's gonna be... Jeff. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to... All of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The Fully Postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 360 of the Fully Puzzle Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is the scientific podcaster, my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. <laughs> scientific podcaster. I was listening back to the show last week and I was dying laughing. Oh, a scientific you. wrestler? Yeah, you were like, you know, Hogan's not a scientific wrestler. I was dying <laughs> laughing. You're a 12-year-old Mark, dude. Like, Oh, yeah. As you said on the show last week, what do you know about a scientific wrestler? Oh, I was an ungrateful little son of a bitch walking out of there complaining <laughs> that Hogan wasn't a scientific wrestler. Like, almost like, how dare you bring me to this show? It's so beneath. I mean, what was I, an AEW fan back in 1987? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Just kidding. Oh, no. Too soon, dude. Well, when I said hello, I did have the pinky up next to the lips. Uh, yes. You're scientific podcaster, so... Hmm, <laughs> pinky next to the lips, I see. The podcast is worth one million dollars. <laughs> this isn't a very scientific podcast. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. Gosh. Scott, what's going on, dude? Man, it's cold. <laughs> I know I live in California and I should not be complaining. Dude, I drove when I got in my car this morning to drive to work. It has a little thermometer thingy on there. 39 degrees. Yeah, that's what happens when I go to the gym in the morning. It's like 36, 37, so Ugh. it's it's the norm, dude. For the non-mathematicians out there, that's <laughs> 7 degrees away from freezing. Literally freezing. Wait, did you say it was 37 degrees or 39 degrees? 39. Okay, yes, you're correct. The yes. mathematicians are correct. Thank you. Yeah, seven degrees away from freezing, and so I'm scraping ice off the windshield. Yeah, in California, scraping ice off of the windshield. It's crazy, but I love it. I love this time of year. I went out this morning. It was completely foggy outside. It was gray. It was nasty. It was cold, and I loved it. I would take that over heat any day of the week. That's very scientific of you. Well, you know, I am the scientific podcaster, just doing my part. Living the gimmick, brother. You're no longer the influencer. You're the scientific podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. If you want to go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, go over to Podbean. You can just go on there, search Fully Posable, go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, you can go from episode one to episode 360. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes, and you can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. 
Cobb. Scott, have you picked up anything recently? No, dude, it's been a minute. Um, there really hasn't been a lot of pre-orders coming out. Uh, excuse me. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. How dare you? Scientific podcasters don't burp. It's taken on a life of its own, dude. You are the scientific podcaster. That lasagna thought it was so tough talking back during the show. What is that all about? I already ate you. I showed you who was boss. Tony Danza. <laughs> it's always Tony Danza. It is always Tony Danza. So you haven't gotten anything recently? No, I think the last thing I did a pre-order on was the Razor Ultimate. That was the last thing I got. Uh, was going to do some of the figures that BBTS had. It was the Elite 100. I uh, was going to get that Andre, and they sold out of them super quick. Like, I don't even know if they have any of Elite 100 left to pre-order. That set went super fast on BBTS, because that's kind of my preferred spot to do all the pre-orders through. But yeah, nothing recently, dude. It's been kind of slow. I think there was that, and I pre-ordered the Asylum Road Warriors. Uh-huh. So it's kind of been like a slow three-week stretch here. Haven't really ordered too much. I am with you. I haven't pre-ordered anything trying to save money for Christmas and everything, so... Not much to report regarding that front, but Jordan Cassatt sent over his very first house show. Oh, nice. So let me guess. Hold on. Knowing Jordan's age, Jordan's in his 20s. So we're looking at... Uh, um, I'm going to guess 2000... Oh, I'm thinking between 2007, 2010... I'm going to go 2008 would be his first house show. Dude, you were damn near close. Oh, darn it. I wanted to be spot on. Jordan's very first house show was a WWE SmackDown and ECW at Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So we're talking like 06, 07. December 28th, 2007. Okay, got it. When was that horrible New Year's Revolution pay-per-view that they did? Or that December to Dismember or whatever that was where they had like no matches planned aside from Eminem and the Hardys. Wasn't that like 2008? 2007? Oh, see, I lose track of my... Uh, well, because we don't have Wikipedia right at our thumbs here. We kind of do it off the top of our heads. I want to say it was 06 or 07. So if it was 07, Jordan was like days away from that show. Here's the card. Tommy Dreamer defeated Elijah Burke. Mark Henry defeated Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> That was a match? You know what? When I hit the record button today to record this show, I did not think I would be talking about Jimmy Wang Yang, but here we are. I mean, there was a good chance you were going to say Wang at some point, but Jimmy and Yang on either side of it? No, nobody would have predicted this. (laughs) Well done. I like the improv there. (laughs) WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions John Morrison and Mike the Mizanin defeated Jesse and Festus. Oh, oh, wow. Sorry, sorry. Defeated Jesse and Festus. That was the match. Michelle McCool defeated Kelly Kelly, Layla, and Victoria in a bikini contest. Ugh. Just oh, ugh. Yeah, but you know, Jordan's sitting there. He's like, oh, come on, bikini match. <laughs> it, yes, and the ugh is not in reference to the ladies. It's an ugh in the direction of a bikini match. Come on. Jamie Noble pinned Chuck Palumbo with a roll-up and grabbing the tights for leverage. Okay, so just to backtrack a little bit, that horrible pay-per-view, the ECW one, was in 06. Because hearing that Morrison's partner was not uh, Mercury, it was 06. Okay. ECW world champion CM Punk pinned Chavo Guerrero with the go-to-sleep. Nice. 
I heard back in 2007, CM Punk was tired and he was working with children at the time or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he's ever going to wrestle again, dude. I, I don't foresee that happening. I mean, number one, why would he unless he really needed the money? I mean, of course, this is assuming everything that we've been hearing about AEW buying out of his contract, whatever. Assuming all that is true, okay, let's assume uh, that CM Punk gets a buyout. Why would he ever jump back into the sport, dude? I was reading an interview with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. And he did, I forget the name of the guy who was in it. Chris Van, Chris Van Vliet, I think. Yeah, he actually has a figure coming out too. Oh, he does? Yeah. Okay, is it Vliet? Vliet? I, I wasn't uh, sure how to pronounce it. Uh, Chris Van Vliet. Okay, got it. So he was doing an interview with Freddie Prince Jr. And Freddie Prince was like, he brought up a really good point. And he was like, look, why would he wrestle again? He's been injured repeatedly. And it's like, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, maybe so much time off from the ring, his body kind of got used to not taking all those bumps. And then he gets back into it, starts taking all these bumps again. And his body's like, whoa, I don't think so. I thought we were done with this. I thought we were done with this. And so he's injured all the time. Like, I don't see why he would have to. I mean, unless it's a money thing or the perfect angle somewhere like, I don't know, Impact, NJPW. I I really don't see him going back to WWE. Triple H and CM Punk just didn't like each other. So, I mean, the selfish part of me would love to see him go back and get a match with Triple H. But then again, at the same time, it's... Triple H can't go anymore. He's done. I don't know if CM Punk can go anymore. I mean, he had a great match with MJF in AEW, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see his matches with uh, with Mox. But, man, given his age and given, his, given now that he's kind of injury prone, I would just say no. Like, just do take the money and run. Just find find another gig. Do commentary. I mean, if he came back to WWF and or WWE and was just a commentator, I think that would be fantastic. You know, why not? But why put your body through it if financially you don't have to? Like, just take it easy, dude. You're good. You know, and I'm sure at some point, if he ever does the commentating gig, he's going to get the itch to want to jump back in the ring. And I would be all for it. But man, at this point, if you don't need the money, don't do it. Just take it easy. Jump behind a microphone. You know who's one person I don't want to see back in WWE or anywhere near Stanford, Connecticut? Uh, Vince. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, that that ship has sailed, dude. I, I don't ever want to see Vince in the WWF or WWE again. Everything's going pretty well with Triple H, so let's keep it that way. Yeah, why move backwards? Okay, uh, back to Jordan's card. WWE US Champion MVP defeated Carlito Caribbean Cool, subbing in for Rey Mysterio. Carlito worked the match as a babyface but turned heel after the bout. That's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Uh, Undertaker and Kane defeated Great Khali and Big Daddy V when Khali was pinned following a double chokeslam. Ugh. (laughs) What? That just sounds awful. World Heavyweight Champion Edge pinned Batista after hitting him with the title belt when Batista fought off an interfering Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was Jordan's first house show in 2007. Now, what I did... Oh, Jordan had some notes. He says, I remember how Noble grabbed the trunks. I remember Undertaker did this wild spot where he acted insane running around the ring. Hitting the steps with a chair, it was so loud. The double choke slam was just as loud. I remember screaming bad words at the edgeheads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> nice. And I bet Undertaker and Kane did all they could in that tag match, but man, Great Khali, ugh. All right. So what I did, Scott, is I went back and I started looking through the history of WWE because I really wanted to find that house show where you remember Demolition versus Ken Patera and Billy Jack Haynes, and I remember Sam Houston versus Danny Davis. Was it on the same show? It was. Okay, there it is. There it is. So this was WWF at Oakland Coliseum, January 17th, 1988. Oh, it was 88. Okay, got it. Now, I don't remember Hogan was on that card. He was. He was on that card. Was it Kamala or Adrian Adonis he wrestled? No, it wouldn't have been Adrian because Adrian was gone at that point. Neither. And I'll get to that in a sec. It was Boss Man. I will get to that in a sec. Okay. So they don't have the winners except for the Hogan match. They just have the matches. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell you that Demolition beat Haynes and Patera. uh, One thing that I do remember is that our last house show prior to this was January 3rd, 1987. Oh, so we were a year between shows. Yeah. Mom and Dad only took us to one show a year, it seemed like, until we started going back in 1992, and I'll get to that in a sec. But it seemed like Mom and Dad only took us to one show a year. Which, that's fine, because we had so much other stuff. Plus, you got to consider a night out back in 1988. I mean, you got, or even 87 when we went. You got parking, you got four tickets, you got merchandise, you got food. It's an expensive night out, man. Could you imagine just today trying oh, to do that? Oh, gosh, for a family of four? No, thank you. Yeah. This was our last house show that we went to. And prior to this, in the year of 1987... The WWE came to, or WWF, came to the Oakland Coliseum about four or five times in 1987 outside of the show that we went to. One of those shows had Macho versus Hogan. Oh. Here's the funny part. I was reading the uh, results of that show. Hogan beat Macho by disqualification in eight minutes. So if if you remember back... To the Junkyard Dog and Macho house show that we went to, our very first house show. That was also like a short match. It was eight minutes. I was like, what's up with these guys only going eight minutes for the main event? Well, was the main event at the end of the show or was it in the middle of the show? It was at the end. It was. Okay. Well, because sometimes Hogan would do the middle match right before intermission so he could get out of Dodge. That's true. Okay. WWF at the Oakland Coliseum, January 17th, 1988. Dino Bravo... Took on Brady Boone. Oh, wow. I forgot all about Brady Boone. That was uh, Battle Cat, wasn't it? I think so. I think that was Battle Cat. Ron Bass took on Jerry Allen. Ron Bass and Jerry Allen. Okay. Coco Beware took on Iron Mike Sharp. And I remember that because he did... uh, Excuse me. When I say he, Coco Beware did have Frankie. And I think he beat him with the Brain Buster, if I remember correctly. That makes sense. Yeah, Iron Mike Sharp, he was a jobber, so he would have taken the finish. Demolition took on Ken Patera and Billy Jack Haynes. Okay, I can confirm Demolition won that match. Sam Houston took on Danny Davis. Danny Davis probably won that one. You are correct. WWF Women's Champion Sensational Sherry took on Velvet McIntyre. Oh, we saw Sherry then. I have no recollection of that. Same. I don't remember that either. Here's an interesting one. Greg Valentine took on Brutus Beefcake. Oh, nice. Okay. I don't remember that match at all. Jake Roberts took on Rick Rude. Now, we went to three house shows. Jake Roberts was on all three. He took on Ricky Steamboat. I forget who he took on in the second one, and he took on Rick Rude in this one. 
Nice. Yeah, that was a hot feud, too, over Cheryl. And WWF World Champion Hulk Hogan pinned the one-man gang. Oh, he faced gang. Okay, that's awesome. We saw that. Yep. So that was our third house show that we ever went to. Now, between 1988 and 1992, we did not go to any house shows. Uh, Well, we did go see WrestleMania 4 on closed circuit. That doesn't count. I count it. <laughs> of course you do. I count it because I got to watch you cry about Strike Force that day. Boom! Yeah! Every show. Every got goddamn show. Got it in. <laughs> also, Wild Bill Irwin. Thank you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I did do is I pulled the show from November 1992 that we went to. It was WWF at the Oakland Coliseum, November 15th, 1992. Only 2,400 fans. Ouch. It was a Sunday night. I do have to say that. I also want to point out that earlier in the day, WWF was in Fresno. Now, geographically, Fresno is about three hours, about three and a half hours away from Oakland. Yes. So they had to do the matinee show in Fresno, same exact card. Then either A, well, yeah, they would have driven up here. It would have been been a drive, yeah. And they had to be in here for the 7 o'clock house show. So if the matinee was at 1, 2? Yeah, man, they're pedal to the metal. Like, as soon as their match is over, just staying in their gear and jumping in the rental car. Basically, I would I would be interested. Like, you know, they had to have been flooring it up 5, kicking on to 580, then to 80, 238 to 880. Well, let's see. So 1992, November, was that the Bret Hart and Rick Martel match? It was. It was because Randy. We went with Randy, right? We went with Randy, and I want to say Nick or Big Dave. Okay, because Randy ran up and touched Bret Hart and was amazed at how slimy, sweaty Bret was. Yeah. Well, it's because he wrestled two matches that day. He had gone two times. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so this was our fourth ever house show. They said Road Warrior Animal versus Kamala did not take place as advertised. I don't remember that at all. Man, I don't even think I would want to see that anyway. <laughs> Skinner defeated Louis Spicoli. Crush defeated the Berserker, which that was the first match after intermission. Oh, okay. Lance Cassidy defeated Terry Taylor. Lance Cassidy was Tracy Smothers. Oh, okay. Got it. I think that was Tracy's. Yeah, Trace- Tracy Smothers. Terry One Taylor, the- years removed from his Red Rooster gimmick. Correct. The Head Shrinkers defeated Owen Hart and Coco Beware. Oh, high energy. Okay. Tatanka defeated WWF IC champion Shawn Michaels via countout. The Undertaker, subbing for Ultimate Warrior, defeated Nails at the 32nd mark. The match replaced the scheduled Ultimate Warrior versus Ric Flair bout. God, what a bait and switch. That's one of the best ever. A bait and switch. (laughs) Dude. Hey, guys. Come to this show. Buy tickets right now and you will see Ultimate Warrior versus Ric Flair. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. It's Undertaker versus Nails. Now, to be fair, we have been corrected that Ric Flair did have vertigo at the time. Still. Which, having vertigo is one of the worst things, dude. So, I don't blame Rick forever. Uh, no. no, no, no. I, I completely understand. 100% not going anywhere with that. 100% understand. But, it is still funny that here we are, like, completely marking out thinking Ultimate Warrior versus Ric Flair. Like, this is a dream match for us. Just kidding. Undertaker versus Nails. No offense to the Nails fans out there. 
Oh, there's quite a few, actually. I know, I know. And again, no offense, he played a great character, but man, when you have Warrior and Flair on the table... Bushman! Bushman! <laughs> I can't do it as good as Steve from PPW. Anyways. That's pretty good, though. Bushman! <laughs> you sound like Stan Marsh's sister. <laughs> you laughing at my head gears? <laughs> Okay, WWF World Champion Bret Hart defeated Rick Martel. Submission. Oh, I apologize. Martel was actually subbing in for the Mountie, and I kind of remember that. Oh, okay. So it was supposed to be Bret versus the Mountie for the title. Yep. Okay, so that was our fourth ever house show. Now here is our fifth ever house show. And I'm not going to take up the whole show with house shows, but it's actually kind of funny just going back and reminiscing about these. WWF at the Oakland Coliseum, June 25th. 1993. See if you remember any of these matches. Okay. This this was the first match of the night. The 1-2-3 kid pinned Terry Taylor at the 12-31 mark with a crucifix as Taylor attempted a lazy cover. Don't remember. So, I don't remember Terry Taylor even being on the main roster. Was he just a house show guy they used? I think so. I wonder if he was a road agent at that point, And he was just huh? wrestling on the shows, too. I don't remember him being a road agent, but I do remember him being on the show. I remember this match specifically. Wow. Okay. Good memory. Papa Shango pinned Kamala at the nine minute mark with a roll up after Kamala hit a splash, but tried pinning Shango as Shango was on his front, which was a Kamala trait right there. That was, that was a very Kamala thing to do. The head shrinkers defeated smoking guns at the 12 minute and 30 second mark. Okay. Wait, pause. Yes. Was that the one where that head shrinker waylaid into one of the smoking guns back with a chair? So that happened on two house shows. Oh, okay. Because I will read one more. I may read a bunch more after this, uh, but because we don't have much news. So uh, we went to two house shows back to back at the Oakland Coliseum where the head shrinkers actually took on the smoking guns. Okay. One, one of those was a tag team extravaganza where every match that night was a tag team match. I remember that. One of the matches was head shrinkers taking on the smoking guns. That happened two times in both those matches where one of the head shrinkers just walloped the smoking guns and it echoed throughout the Coliseum. And it looked great because whoever, whatever smoking gun took the chair shot, he had a bunch of sweat on his back. And so when he got hit, he got hit so hard, like sweat flew everywhere. It was almost like powder flying off of him. It looked really cool. Yeah. And it was loud as hell. You're right. Undertaker defeated Giant Gonzalez via disqualification at 5 minutes and 36 second mark after Gonzalez hit Taker with a chair. And who won between the Head Shrinkers and the Guns? It was Head Shrinkers 1? Head Shrinkers 1. Okay. Tatanka fought Bam Bam Bigelow to a double countout at the 943 mark after Tatanka dropped Bigelow with the Samoan drop on the floor. Oh, okay. W and see if you remember this one wwf ic champion Shawn michaels pinned mr perfect at 16 minute and 25 second mark after diesel distracted the challenger bam bam bigelow helped in triple teaming perfect until tatanka made the save moments later tatanka too was beaten down hmm. i don't remember that at all okay so before the match someone threw a drink at sean and sean looked like he was ready to go over the railing go after the dude actually sean had that guy kicked out oh really yes i remember that specifically oh good well he should have that's some wcw crap right there and he did get when i say he the fan got escorted out i remember because we were on the floor and he the the dude was over to kind of like a diagonal to our right and you could see him walk by us being escorted out so yeah i certainly didn't do it that's bush league dude don't do that crap 
And in the main event, Lex Luger pinned Razor Ramon with the running forearm at six minutes and 10 seconds. Ah, the horse face. The horse face. Yes, that was a class. I know we've talked about it on the show too, but that was so funny when they did that. And that was two heels facing each other. Yes, because Luger hadn't turned face, hadn't done the Yoko slam on the USS flag. He hasn't done that yet. Right, right, right. Because this was in what month, Jeff? Uh, this was June 25th, 1993. So in a couple weeks, he was about to... Oh, yeah. He was literally days away from turning face. Yep. Wow. We saw him right before he hit the USS flag. Wow. Yep. Yep. So anyways, I wanted to go over those house shows. I do have a few more and I'm... What do you think, Scott? Should I just go over them really fast or you want to save them for next week? Nah, save them for next week. In case there's like very little news, we can talk about house shows again. Well, what's your take on CM Punk, dude? I mean, do you... I mean, I guess it's... I don't know if it's still a, a hot subject or whatever, but I mean, he deserves to be a Hall of Famer. He's worth a, a conversation. Do you want to see him come back? Anywhere, AEW, WWE, Impact, whatever, NJPW. Is there value there? Do you think he should? Yeah. Do you even want to see him come back? Anytime that man is on TV, there's always value. Hundred, I completely agree. A hundred percent. Yes. Do I want to see him in the ring? Not really. I think his time has passed. I like you. I think. Okay, dude, just hang up the boots. Commentary I would love. Because whenever he did commentary for Monday Night Raw, he he was like Corey Graves before Corey Graves. He would throw in these quick little barbs like so fast, and they were terrific. And Punk's good on the mic. You're right. So if it was for a commentary role, I'd love it. But again, I don't know how him and Triple H would get along. Those, you know, because in every business, we don't get along with every single coworker. There's always some clash. And I think that clash would come between Triple H and CM Punk. So, but who knows? You know, time will tell. He's definitely going to go into the WWF Hall. Sorry, the WWE Hall of Fame. That will definitely happen. No doubt. I, I just think that his wrestling, as entertaining as his matches are, I think he's just... I think he just needs to hang it up. I love the guy. I think I, I'm still a CM Punk fan. I know he's kind of hit or miss with some people, but I still see that there's value in him. I totally agree. I think commentator is the best thing for him. And then th- there's nothing saying that he can't have a match or two per year, you know, making him, a, make him an attraction kind of like Logan Paul is. He doesn't need to, there's no reason for him to fight or even Pat McAfee, right? Pat McAfee's behind the stick. But he can get into the ring twice a year and have a match. Why can't CM Punk do the same thing? And again, sure. it doesn't have to even be in WWE. It could be anywhere. Uh, I really don't think it's going to be AEW if rumors are true. But I I think he belongs in wrestling. I really do. Whether or not that's in the ring full time, it's debatable. But I, I think I'm with you, Jeff. A commentator, I think, is the best thing for him. And be an attraction match two to three times a year tops. I agree with you, man. Let's actually just get into the news. So there were some images that leaked from Hasbro, and this was into the Spider-Verse 2 figures. And it's basically based off of, what is it, the Spider-Man cartoon animated movie that's coming out? Yes, into the Spider-Verse 2. Surprise, we're a Marvel podcast. (laughs) Bait and switch, ha ha. Is this a bigger bait and switch than Warrior Flare? <laughs> Ask the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why are we talking about this? Well, when the picture leaked, Into the Spider-Verse figures were in plastic bubbles, which Hasbro was trying to switch over to all cardboard. So now the question has become, 
are is Hasbro going back to plastic? Sure seems like it. We don't know. These were just pictures that leaked into the Spider-Verse Series 2 that are supposed to be coming out in 2023. And I think 2023. But anyways, thought that was kind of interesting that they were in plastic packages and not in that dumb cardboard. Right. And these are going to be hanging on pegs. These aren't meant to display on shelves. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. These are your cheaper price points. These aren't Marvel Legends. These are like the cheaper carded ones. But still, it makes you wonder if their goal was to be completely plastic-free and be all in the cardboard. That's not what this is. So a change in course? Who knows? And Scott, you found some interesting Ted Arcidi stuff regarding his LJN. Yeah, I was on Facebook the other day and somebody posted a uh, YouTube interview that someone had with Ted Arcidi, the person who posted it on Facebook. It was one of my wrestling figure groups. Uh, His name is Rashad Amal Duncan. He actually posts some really cool... um, just article, I'm in an 80s group on Facebook as well, and he posts a bunch of cool stuff. He's been doing it for like the last month and a half, two months, uh, where he just basically spotlights a wrestler from the 80s and writes this whole piece on them, has a bunch of cool pictures. Uh, recently did the Junkyard Dog, and he's just done a bunch like tag teams, all sorts of stuff. Anyway, he posted an interview that somebody did on YouTube with Ted Arcidi, and they were talking about Ted Arcidi's LJN figure. And the question was asked, Ted, how much money did you make from the LJN figure? And he brought up that at signings, people still bring it up to him. Sometimes it's on cards. Sometimes it's the figure itself for him just to sign. But he said that from that LJN figure alone, he made $75,000. Which, if you convert that to today's money, is right in the neighborhood of $200,000 for one figure. That's, That's pretty incredible, dude. That back in 1980, what, his figure came out in 86, I think? Something like that. Yeah, so over the course of that figure, he made $75,000 on that in the mid to late 80s. That's pretty incredible. For a guy who had a run in WWF of about, I don't know, was he even there a year? If even that, dude. If that, and he managed to get 75K just off of a figure, could you imagine if he had made it into one of the video games? Man, that would have been great for him. He would have made bank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the only figure he's ever had was just the LJN one. Uh, They never did a Jax Classic of him. He's never been in the Mattel line. So, dude, if they were to do him again, like, that'd be good money for that guy. But I just thought it was interesting just off of the one figure he made, 75K. For Ted RCD. For Ted RC, a guy that basically had a cup of coffee in the WWF. But people, obviously, that figure... I think people knew more about the figure than they did about him. Like, tell me an RCD match, but tell me what color singlet the RCD figure was wearing. Blue. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you for finding that, man. Thank you for bringing that show. I think we've talked about that before where uh, certain wrestlers have talked about in the past how much they made off of their LJNs. But it's always good to kind of br- little refresher course. Yeah, totally. I mean, for a guy that never even had a t-shirt in the WWF, as far as I know, but managed to get a figure and made a nice little lump sum off of that thing. Okay, so I did pull some stuff from the Wrestling Figs message boards. First question came in from Bigger, Better, Batter. Love me some batter. Cake batter. (laughs) Yes, pancake batter. It's all good. Steve, what do you think of the chances are of Mattel making figures from the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling cartoon? I love that question. Yes, please. Well, they're doing one. If we had clearance on the show, 
and those animated designs, then yes, there'd be a good chance. That sucks. They can't get it. I know. I could see that being a San Diego Comic-Con like reveal where everybody would lose their shit. How would you do those? Because to capture that cartoonish look, I don't know if you could really do it on their currently designed figures. Like the way that the bodies are set up. I would think that you'd almost have to do them like, I'm thinking almost like Eagle Moss type statues. Mm, no. No, you, you could... think they could do it with, with their current body types and everything? Think of the way the Simpsons playmates were, and you might be able to get away with it there. Okay. Or uh, maybe like the retros? Yeah, you could go retros on those. That wouldn't be too bad. I mean, I know a lot of the uh, keyboard warriors, you know, the... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I hear them coming. They're here. Oh, no. I'm here. Hello, Scott and Jeff. It is me, the keyboard warrior. Dear <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Oh, Zuh. <laughs> I didn't think he was supposed to say Dear Steve anymore. I thought it was just... Ozer. Ozer? Ozer? <laughs> I'm here. Please answer me how you could put the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling figures into retro style. Retros were 1990. Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling was 1985. That can't happen. It has to be Playmate style. You can't do that. <laughs> Ozer? <laughs> the keyboard warriors get very angry oh dude they do there was a fake report that came out that um mandy rose broke contract with because of the whole mattel con or something like that it was a fake story that came out somebody made some because i couldn't find anything i don't believe it to be true but because of the whole mandy rose thing and the whole mattel thing right. some people were some people were upset with mattel and i was like uh-oh <laughs> here, they here they come Damn. like horses galloping yeah this one they're just like Elsa what are, <laughs> what are you and Mattel doing taking away my precious money <laughs> <laughs> don't you know my goddess needs to be on my TV yeah. for, for fat material <laughs> <laughs> that was a fake story that came out I don't believe it to be true I couldn't find anything it was just some beam that came out so that was not true but it would still be cool to have the the rock and wrestling if they ever had access to it. But I mean, I guess we'll know if it ever comes back on the network, then maybe it's in Mattel's wheelhouse. But it's one of those things they give us one, right? And it's not even a rock and wrestling figure. It's just Andre dressed up in his outfit from the cartoon. You give us one and look what happens. You wet our appetites and now we're wanting the entire thing. We know we're never going to get Snooka. Maybe Wendy Richter? Maybe? Captain uh, Lou? We've never gotten a Captain Lou. So, kind of figure they would have Hogan, they'd have Andre. Yes. Piper. Uh, Yeah, you got Piper, but no Bundy, no Stud. No Bundy, no Stud. Oh, well, well, Stud they could, stud. because, yeah, yeah, they had a Legends figure not too long ago of him, so as long as as long as long he's still under a deal. Uh, Snucka would not be done. JYD, Yes. Yeah, because he had a Legends not too long ago. Um, who, Tito? They haven't done a Tito in a while. Hey, by the way, wasn't uh, JYD's voice played by uh, Doc, or Dr. Phil? Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's cool. Yep, that was Uncle Phil. <laughs> All right. 
Let's move over to the next question. This comes in from Greensboro Hill. Is it possible to crowdfund certain 80s era legends that may not be viable at retail, either as a set of six individually or as multi-packs? Lots of guys could possibly be slotted here, like Hercules Hernandez, Ron Bass, Ken Patera, Butch Reed, Killer Bees, Rujo Brothers, Adrian Adonis, Billy Jack Hayes, etc. You know, the guys that were at our house show earlier that we were just talking about. Exactly. A lot of LJNs in that fold right there, too. Steve said, it's not viability. I could make any of those work at retail. I love the confidence. I love the confidence. Let's do it, Steve. We just don't have rights to them at the moment, and crowdfunding doesn't really solve that. I'll keep plugging away at getting new names added to the Legends roster, though. We know he will. He knows. He sees this all the time. He knows who we want. And I know we've talked about this before, too. Um, Okay, Jeff. Say you're Steve, and you're given this list that Greensboro Hill just gave us, and you can pick one off of that list and say, okay, we're going to go out and get them. You tell us who to go get. And it's a guaranteed lock. Butch Reed. Really? Yes. I want another Butch Reed figure. That was fast. Okay. So we've gotten Butch Reed once. Yep. Correct? The Galoob. Yep. Doom. And sweatpants. Yes. (laughs) Man. Come (laughs) on. Horrible. Horrible. I, I can't say I would disagree with you. Because that's a good pick because you could do the natural Butch Reed. You could do Doom Butch Reed. (laughs) You could even do a variant in his sweatpants that I think a lot of people would laugh at because it would be a shorter run figure, right? But you could do it and people would get the joke and people would buy it. Um, Man, that's a hard one to argue with because you'd have a WrestleMania 4 competitor right there in the natural. Um, I think I would pick the Killer Bees just selfishly because I love tag teams. And if they came with removable masks, that would just be amazing. Or alternate heads with the masks on. And if they had the Air Jordans on that they wore, the black and yellow ones, even better. But I think I would take uh, Killer Bees off that list. Okay. See, the thing is, is that we have Killer Bee retros already coming out from... Was that Chella? I think it was Chella, yeah. Okay. There's so many wrestling companies. But anyways. Yes. We had the Killer Bees, Jack's Classics. We had we have the Chellas. The LJNs. Uh, the LJNs. Only one Butch Reed, and I was I loved Butch Reed. He was one of those heels that I did not want to like, but I'm like, damn, he's good. Yeah, he was great in Mid-South. He was great in the WWF. He was great in WCW. Yeah, he had an awesome career, and he was a badass too. Man, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Man, do you put him in his WrestleMania 3 outfit or his WrestleMania 4 outfit? Yes and yes. Make it the variant. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to get them and you can only do a few figures of them, that's what I think I would do too. Mm-hmm. But then, man, do you you would have to have a Doom version too. And if they still have Ron Simmons, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Ron Simmons is still under that deal. So now you're able. Yeah, because they just did the Farouk figure. Now you can actually put out a proper Doom. Like put Galoob to shame on this one, Mattel. <laughs> get Butch Reed under a deal. Give us a proper Doom. That would be an amazing two-pack. You don't sell them separately. You sell them in a two-pack. You do the maskless heads and you do the masked heads. That would be amazing. Next question comes in from Hulk Must Pose. That's kind of funny. Well, he must. Well, he must. That's how he sends the crowd home happy during those house shows in the 80s. Exactly. Gorilla Monsoon loved it. I did. High action figure attack. When should we see Ultimate Edition Legends Bret Hart 
and The Rock go on sale. Steve says, Brett, early 2023, The Rock will be fall of 2023. By the way, I have a bone to pick with you about uh, drunk wrestling history. Oh. You said that Brett had the same matches every time. Kind of did. No, he didn't. He he would have a lot of the same moves in his matches, you know, elbow, uh, side Russian leg sweep, sharpshooter. But if you think about it, a lot of the wrestlers did. So did Steve Austin. Steve Austin would do a Luthez press. Austin would do the stomp in the corner, the middle finger. He did the stunner. Like, that was no different. Go back to Brett's King of the Ring, 1993. He won all three matches different ways. I feel you should be holding your keyboard in your hand when you're having this conversation with me. Well, I was going to message Drunk Wrestling History, but I was like, I'll just talk to Scott tonight. <laughs> talk crap on our YouTube video. <laughs> Dear drunks. I am officially Kevin Bryant. <laughs> it's, it was me all along. <laughs> no, no. I was just, I was thinking about it. I was like, Brett didn't have the same matches. He, granted, he did have a lot of the same moveset in each match but it wasn't the same match every time yeah you're right sometimes he did the side russian leg sweep after he did the elbow i hate you i know and it was funny <laughs> when i made that comment i'm like just gonna let me have it on this one. Oh, dude i i was sitting here like i was like i had the keyboard where i was like <laughs> all right moving along next question comes in from ruthless martin Hey, Steve, any chance the Logan Paul Ultimate will be extended one more time? I forgot about it the day of, and I was going to pre-order two. And he put a crying face. Uh, Steve said, not possible. Beyond the weekend extension, that already happened. Sorry. Next question comes in from Jay Cookie again. All right. Jay Cookie, I'm holding you to punctuations on this one. Hi, Steve. Okay, there's a comma. We're good. Oh, this is good. It's a great start. Are we getting any cloth t-shirts with the upcoming SummerSlam and Top Picks Usos? All right, we're okay there. We're Question good. mark. Would like to see a Bloodline t-shirt like Elite 90 J Uso t-shirt with the cuts. God damn it. <laughs> J Cookie. We started Come, out so well. It was so good. We had a comma. We had a question mark. All right. All right. Let's go back. Yeah. <laughs> Would like to see a Bloodline t-shirt like Elite 90 J Uso t-shirt. With the cuts at the bottom. That wasn't too, too bad. It could have been right. worse. All right. That All could right. have gone on like three more lines on the page here with no punctuation. So that All wasn't right. too, too bad. All right. I'll give them to that. Steve said, no shirts with these two. All right. Straight to the point. Last question comes in from J-Man. Steve, Braun Breaker has some of the best attires and colors in wrestling. How likely is it that we could see him in the Ultimate Edition line even with him still being down in NXT. Steve said, we'll probably wait until he hits the main roster to consider him for the ultimate line, but his future certainly seems bright. Mistake. I agree with you 100%. Mistake. I was th That was one of the reasons I put the question in was because I have to agree with you that that's a huge mistake right there. Yeah, no, Braun Breaker is over. He's got the relation to the Steiners. People want to buy his figures right now. And uh, the guy that sent in the question, 100% right. He's got so many different attires. I mean, you can do variant after variant with this guy. That's just, you're printing your own money because people are going to buy Braun Breaker figures. Mm -hmm. Put him with the NXT title. You put him with different uh, heads. You put him to different singlets. Yes, exactly. You can put him in his walk into the ring and 
cut off t-shirt and jeans. Yep. There's so many ways you can go with that. Obviously we want the colorful singlets like J-Man wants, but I agree with you, dude. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason to wait until this guy hits the main roster. I mean, they were making figures of Shinsuke when he was still in NXT, right? Didn't they do multiple of him? Like, I don't think he was out of NXT when his defining moments came out. I think you're right. Yeah, so he was still in NXT. Like, there's no reason to wait. When you've got a money guy like Braun Breaker, like you did with Shinsuke, dude, give us all the figures. We're going to buy them. I can't wait to have a Braun Breaker in the collection. And I haven't bought a modern figure in a long time. And that rounds out the news. Scott, we've got Elite 68. Next, are you ready for this series? Yep, let's go talk about it. we get into WWE Elite Series 68, we want everybody to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can find almost every wrestling figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But for this segment, what we want you guys to do is we want you to go over to the WWE Elite Series, or I should say Main Elite Line Series. Look for 51 to 100. Scroll down just a bit. Click series, go down to 68, go ahead and click the 68 and it'll show every figure in this series. So you can follow along as Scott reads off this list and you get a visual of each figure. That's all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. And while you're there, why don't you kick a couple bucks back to the great Dylan for putting together a great website like he does. So again, that's all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. All right, Scott, what you got for Elite Series 68? Yes, sir, Mattel, WWE Elite Series 68, the SummerSlam edition. It was special SummerSlam packaging on these. It consisted of Braun Strowman, and he was packaged with a cello and a green Money in the Bank briefcase accessory. Next up, Brie Bella. And she came with a Brie Mode cloth shirt. Her hubby, Daniel Bryan, he was in Seattle Seahawks-inspired gear and a gray Yes shirt that also read Follow Your Dreams. Next up, King Mabel, and he was the variant in this series. King Mabel came with a crown accessory. And the regular version was his purple outfit with an M on the chest. The variant had a lightning bolt design on it. Next up, Roman Reigns was packaged with the red heavyweight title. The Undertaker... Blue denim shirt. It was molded on, not actual denim. Sorry, guys. Blue <laughs> denim shirt and black pants. He came with a black hat and sunglasses accessories and also was packaged with a cane mask. Next up, the Walmart exclusive. They went back to the store exclusive on this one. Walmart, Pat Patterson. Came with a riot helmet with a visor. A white cloth shirt that read First IC Champ. He also had black removable pants. And if you remove the shirt, you remove the pants. Pat Patterson got very excited, and he was in his black wrestling trunks under all of that. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 68. All right, he got very excited. He got very excited, because he got to show off his black wrestling, <laughs> his black wrestling gear. You can even say that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, he got very excited. So... <laughs> I'm taking off my clothes. <laughs> We're going streaking. We're going uh, streaking. Uh, favorite figure in the series? Ooh. 
If you don't say Mabel, dude, come on. No. I, yeah, I love them. I don't like one over the other. I like both the regular and the variant versions. So I, I'm definitely going Mabel, but I don't have a favorite. I'm definitely going Mabel. Mabel actually, I think, made top 10 that year. Uh, I do want to add that the packaging was the SummerSlam colors over in the right-hand corner. It had kind of a sun, skyish, had SummerSlam logo. Mabel, best figure in this, hands down. There's no ands, ifs, or buts. The Daniel Bryan was kind of cool, but at the same time, nothing topped the Mabel because of all the d- purple deco that went into it, the crown. It just looked great. I love that figure. Yeah, I thought the Patterson was really good, too. <laughs> it's weird you could undress him, though. <laughs> you keep laughing about that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was almost like a Ken doll, right? He's got, like, the Velcro shirt and then the the, like, the pants you take. Like, it's just... <laughs> That's why I'm mint on card collector, dude. I'm not trying to address my Pat Patterson doll. Come on now. So one thing I do want to add is it's just funny that I know it was a different design, but the M on the chest for Mabel and no M on the chest was just kind of weird for it to be a variant. Yeah, that was kind of a stretch. I know this would have been different. I don't know how well it would have done, but if you would have done Mabel and Big Daddy V yes. or Viscera... As the variant, I or men on a mission a, version of Mabel. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think that would have been a lot cooler. But just I having, agree. Just having the M on the chest and then no M on the chest. I don't know, dude. Yeah, it was kind of a reach. I think that men on a mission would have been a more preferable Mabel as the variant, and that w- I think you would have had a lot more people hunting that Mabel down as opposed to the one with just the lightning bolts on it. Yeah. All right, we've got some eBay prices to go over. Braun Strowman with the cello, green money in the bank briefcase. Last sold eBay listing was December 3rd for $21.99 on a buy it now. Brie Bella, Brie Mode Claw shirt. Last sold eBay listing was dad's birthday, December 2nd for $24.99 on a buy it now. Daniel Bryan, gray yes shirt that also read follow your dreams. Last sold eBay listing was December 11th for $28.50 on a buy it now. King Mabel being the variant, I pulled the regular and the variant. So let's start with the regular, the regular version with the M on the chest. Last sold eBay listing was December 13 for $45 on a buy it now. The variant sold, last sold eBay listing, I should say, December 10th for $44 on a buy it now. So the variant, while it was close, sold for less than the regular version. I guarantee if that Mabel was meant on a mission... That would have been more like $84 on a buy it now. Oh, 100%, dude. Roman Reigns, red heavyweight title. Last sold eBay listing, or raw heavyweight title, sorry. Last sold eBay listing was December 14th for $25 on a buy it now. Undertaker with the cane mask. Last sold eBay listing was December 10th for $39.99. And last, but certainly not least, the Pat Patterson White cloth shirt that read first IC champ, Riot Helmet, last sold eBay listing December 13th for $29.99. I was kind of surprised by the Patterson price on that. Yeah, some of these exclusives haven't retained their value all that well. I know we all hunted them hot and heavy back when they came out, but man, the values have not held on a lot of those. There's one I'm thinking is going to be worth some money, but we'll get into that in the future series. No spoilers. And we're going to round out the show with if Scott can last a minute. Man, you love this game. A lot of people do. I'm getting some love about it. Man, I got to take out my earbuds. You got to take out my earbuds. I got to wait for you to finger me. All right. The way this game works is 
I am going to say a figure into the microphone. Scott's going to take out his earbuds first. He will not be able to hear me or see me. I will tell you guys the figure. I will let Scott know when to come back on. He will put his earbuds in. And Scott has one minute to guess the figure that I had mentioned earlier to you guys. So, Scott, are you ready? Yeah, but I feel if we're going to do this every week because you really seem to enjoy this game, yep. somebody should start keeping an average of how many I get right. Almost like a batting average in baseball, right? That's actually a good call. I'll uh, I'll go back and listen to the shows. Okay. And then we'll see how I'm doing. Yeah, because I like hearing myself talk. All right. <laughs> I'm going to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> All 300 plus episodes just to get to this one little bit. No, I can't listen to the first few, the episode one and two. Ugh. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Hot garbage, folks. Oh, hideous. Here's a Yeti mic talk. <laughs> Sorry. Hated it. All right. Scott, go ahead and remove those headphones. Headphones. Sorry. Headphones. Headphones. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Remove the headphones. We're going with Shockmaster Mattel. Okay. I even avoided eye contact with you. <laughs> you know that you must make eye contact when you cheers in Germany with beer and steins. You have to remain eye oh. contact. Yeah. You okay. cheers you cheers the bottom of the mug and you if they break eye contact you have to yell at them. Eye contact like that. So. No, oh, you can't kick them in the nuts or anything. You just have to yell at them. No Rochambeau involved. Hmm, okay. I'm, I feel you should be able to kick them for that. It's disrespectful. <laughs> All right, Scott. Are you ready to play Can You Last a Minute? Yes, I'm ready. All right, go. LJN. No. Hasbro. No. Galoob. No. Just Toys Bendem. No. Uh, Jax. No. Uh, Toy Biz. No. Oh my gosh, Mattel. Yes. Okay, we're on Mattel. Oh God. Uh, is it from the Elite series? <laughs> Kind of, yes. Yes. The mainline Elite series? No, no. Oh. Uh, so it's Legends? Elite Legends? No. Defining Moments? No. Okay, we should never do Mattel again. Just saying. <laughs> 20 seconds. Is it an exclusive? San Diego Comic-Con exclusive? Yes. Macho Man? No. Sergeant Slaughter? No. Isaac Yankum? No. Virgil. No. Oh my gosh. Uh, Zeus Five, and Hogan. No. Six, four seconds. Three, uh, two, uh, 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 one. You oh. get a final guess. I'm totally drawing a blank on all of the ones that have come out. Uh, oh, Shockmaster. There you go. Very good, dude. You got uh, it. That was on bonus time if you're into soccer. Very good, dude. Good job, man. Never do Mattel again ever like hey let's just throw it in guess it in a minute it's been going for 12 years I promise you we will never do basics I promise you oh dick I promise you really never no no, basics no basics I promise you I will never do basics oh good okay well there's one down out of the other 68 series that are possible yeah (laughs) or sets but you got but you got it dude well I got it in bonus time well, still, but you still got it. That's impressive. Very it, good. Is it elite? Kind of. It Well, yes, it's... I burned yet. at least 10, 15 seconds there. 
well, at least we weren't talking about, um, oh God, what did you guys spend 11 minutes talking about on drunk wrestling history? To be fair, we were drinking a little bit. Oh, okay. So yes, it was an elite flashback. So and San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, it was elite. My bad. Okay. Got it. Okay. Are we done? Are we rounding out the show? Nope. We got what? We got actually two more. Two. Oh, Jesus. This one's going to be tough for you, Scott. Oh, what was the last one? A piece of cake? Ooh, cake. Yum, cake. Here we go with batter again. Oh, dude. Yeah. I don't know why I'm craving carrot cake. Oh, carrot. Dude, that's one of the best cakes. Oh, dude. If it's got a white frosting. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. All right. All right. Fat Boy Jeff's coming out. Okay. Uh, go ahead and take out your earbuds now. Okada Super 7. Okay. Earbuds are back in. Scott, you have one minute to guess this figure. Go. LJN. No. Hasbro. No. Mattel. No. Oh, good. Jax. No. Toy Biz. No. Just Toys Bendem. No. Galoob. No. Remco. No. The hell? <laughs> Share Pro. No. What am I missing? Just Toys Bendems, Jax, Toy Biz, OSFTM. No. Hasbro, LJN, Remco, Popey. No. Uh, Mattel. No, you've already said these. I know. I'm like, what am I missing? Th- there is other toy lines nowadays. Oh, you son of a bitch. Super <laughs> 7. Yes. Oh, my God. Is it NJPW? Yes. Okada? Yes. <laughs> I hate you so much, dude. 49 seconds. You got it. What do you hate I me hate for? I hate you so much. I you went po- Super 7? I went Super 7 on you. There were other wrestling figures outside of Hasbro, LJ, and Galoobs, Just Toys, Bendems, Defining Moments. Wait. Uh, sorry. I started to do the wrestling toy tracker thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but there are other wrestling figures outside of that. Okay. You're not wrong, but I do loathe you right now. <laughs> but you got it. You got it in 49 seconds. Why do you hate me? <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't go Will Ossipray or something. Well, I mean, I was going to have to go down the list because I'm not like... I think I remember all eight that they've done. Cause it's been eight, right? Four and correct. Four in each. Okay. Yep. <sighs> good job, man. You got one more to do now. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> all right. Let me know when. Well, look, you're just adding to that batting average. Yeah. So far it's a thousand. That's a good point. Okay. Spirits are raised. Well, tonight's thousand, but I'll have to go back and do a batting average. Okay. Over. Yes. All right. Te- technicality. Yes. A minor. All right. Go ahead and take out your, Earphones? Jimmy Wang Yang, Deluxe Series 9. Okay. So, Scott, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. If you hated me for that last one, you're going to loathe me after this one. I am going to set the stopwatch. You've got one minute. Go. Cella. No. Okay. Mattel. No. Jax. Yes. Oh, Jax. Is it a classic superstars? No. <laughs> Ass. Is it a deluxe classic superstars? No. Uh, is it a tag team? No. Male or female? Male. It's a male. Uh, is it a bone cruncher? No. Is it a ruthless aggression? No. What the hell? Is it a microaggression? No. Um. Oh boy. Uh. 
It's not a tag team. It's not a bone cruncher. Is it an R3 tech? No. Titantron Live? No. The hell? Dude. Five seconds. Well, I'm done. No, there's more series. All right, you got one final guess. Oh, my God. Yeah, let me just, uh, let's see. That ran from 96 (laughs) until 2010. Okay, yeah, 14 years. Uh, A shot in the dark. It's not an R3 tech. It's not a ruthless aggression. It's not a bone cruncher. It's not a classic superstars. Correct. Asshole. (laughs) I just ruined your batting average. Yeah. But you you could take a shot in the dark and guess anything you want. Okay, well, let me ask one more question. Is it even WWE? Yes. Man, I thought they went right from R3 into Ruthless Aggression. And it's not any of that. Nope. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Did you do off the ropes or some stupid crap? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I, although that would be a hell of a dick move. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I thought you did it. Can I give you a hint? Sure. You were close with Ruthless Aggression and Deluxe Classics. Did you do a Ring Giant? I didn't do a Ring Giant. Dude, how were Ruthless Aggression and Deluxe Classics even close? Think about it. Can you last a minute now to be? Can you last three hours? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't even think I have a, a guest to venture. Row something out. How are you mixing Ruthless Aggression and Deluxe Classics? And it's a male. Yes. <laughs> Are you frozen? Like, literally, your hand has not moved. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking, and I'm so mad at you. You're in LJN pose right now. You haven't moved. <laughs> I, th- this is what a scientific podcaster looks like when they're contemplating. <laughs> um, That's good. Okay, well, Deluxe Classics. Ruthless Aggression ran all the way until the end. To the best of my knowledge. And Deluxe Classics came out around 07, 08, I think. Maybe it was earlier than that. It's not the Austin special pack. It's not the HBK special pack because those were Deluxe Classics. Mm -hmm. And it's not a tag team. It's one single male wrestler. Yep. Um, Oh, God, I hate you so much right now. (laughs) One minute to do this. Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) I was hoping you would ask more general questions about the wrestler himself. Once you got through, found out it was Jax. And and you're somehow mashing Ruthless Aggression and Deluxe Classic. Think about it. It's two entirely different bodies. Uh, I, I, I have no idea. I can't even place a guess. I have no idea. I'm tapping out. I have no idea. You're going to hate me so much. You're going to throw your headphones. <laughs> Jimmy Wang Yang Deluxe Aggression Series 9. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Hold on. I'm going to take a picture and put this as the picture for the show. <laughs> you guys got to see this. <laughs> um, if you would like to throw some curse words at me right now, I'll just put the little Mario jumping noise. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to report this is my last episode of Fully Posable. If you would like to apply for the co-hosting job, please email fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. 
So when we talked about Jimmy Wang Yang earlier, I had originally had down Shockmaster and Okada, but I was thinking, okay, if he gets one of one, or like we need a tiebreaker. So thinking of Jimmy Wang Yang, stop shaking your head at me. Thinking of Jimmy Wang Yang earlier from Jordan Cassatt's house show, I thought I would. Oh, I'm so mad at you. I'm so mad at you. Is this all because I ruined your batting average? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I respect a deep dive, but dude. I was hoping you would ask more about the wrestler himself. Uh, I think I just ruined Christmas for Scott. <laughs> Santa just crapped down the chimney and <laughs> rode off on his reindeers. <laughs> I think uh, Scott's a little heated at me, so it's probably a good time to round out the show right now. If anybody would like to donate to my funeral costs, <laughs> that was all improv. Well done, Jeff. <laughs> Complimenting yourself. You can send that on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. <laughs> but if you guys want to spend your money elsewhere and need to start getting in the hunt for it, <laughs> he's still mad. This is, this is live seething. commentary. I'm seething. It's all about the batting average with this guy over here. <laughs> If anybody would like to put their money towards getting into LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendems, Defining Moments, or Retros, Mattel Retros, head on over to Wrestling Toy Tracker where you can... <laughs> He's still mad. Where you can find the carded and loose prices of those figures. So again, hit up Wrestling Toy Tracker to make sure you're getting the fair market value. Have you calmed down yet? Keep talking. This makes up for the Bret Hart comment earlier today about he does the same moves. What about the Strike Force? Eh, I'm kind of over it now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I actually expect it this time of the year. <laughs> I don't know why. We're in the holiday season. Let's hurt <laughs> Jeff's feelings. Yeah, I expect that. <laughs> then you just slap me across the face with a Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> That's what she said. Anyways. <laughs> thought they were going to tune into this episode of fully posable and hear jimmy wang yang at least five times during the show <laughs> i'm naming the show jimmy wang yang by the way <laughs> all right let's head on over to our podcasting buddies we got breaker and bane they do movie talk toy talk all the talks under the sun over at breaker and bane's power hour also check out breaker side projects tb toy cast and you know it's fake right so check those three shows out featuring Brian Breaker with all of his co-hosting buddies. Also, check out our buddies over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. A lot of memes going on over at their Facebook group. Just do a search for Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast and invite your friends. We want more memes. Bring it on. We love it. By the way, did you uh, like the meme I sent over? Me Googling why Mandy Rose got fired? <laughs> well done <laughs> thank you i love that meme anyways also check out the podcast this week they did a saturday night's main event they kind of did a recap of that eric was back this week along with steve so again check out the positively pro wrestling podcast check out our three good buddies marco seth and sheena over at the chick foley show and all the shows that they do under their banner we got wrestling cheers with justin summers RJ over at Ringside Rant. We got Marty and Rucker doing boots to the face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life. Soda and Ethan are doing the In the Marbles pod where they talk NASCAR. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. Well, as long as there is a Twitter around, you can follow us there. Show that dropped this past Friday was about tag teams. 
but specifically tag teams that broke up and who went on to have the best careers from the broken up tag teams. We each picked three or four, had some honorable mentions. It was a fun show. Uh, Obviously, HBK and Brett, we started to kind of construct like a Mount Rushmore, if you will, on who became the biggest stars out of broken tag teams. Fun episode. Check it out wherever you get your other podcasts at. Because we're drunk wrestling history, we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. I was surprised that nobody mentioned Davy Boy Smith. Oh, that's a good one. I was waiting for somebody to say that one. That's a good one, dude. Yeah, that's uh, that will have to be an honorable mention for sure. Okay. And then also the Bret Hart comment. You can uh, just message Scott on uh, Facebook if you want to uh, voice your opinion regarding his take on Bret Hart. Come fly your banner of agreement with me. Hey, just litter Scott's Facebook page with Jimmy Wang Yang pictures, especially the Deluxe Aggression Series 9. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Which has officially become my least favorite figure of all time. Well, now I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> also, check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. He is doing custom figures that are going to blow your mind. And the best part is he's doing gift certificates right now. Give him a follow on social medias. Jason Wolf, that's W-U-L-F. Gift certificates for custom Hasbro figures. He makes them. He paints them. You'll love them. Go check them out. Jason Wolf, W-U-L-F. Get your figure gift certificates. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. All right. Next week is the Christmas episode. We got to make it Christmassy. I love it. I can't wait. The Christmas season is upon us. And I love Christmas because of the way it was made so special when we were kids. I know we talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, it's just, it's my favorite season of the year. Gorge myself on so much good food, sweets, you name it. Mm, cake. Can't wait. <laughs> I love Christmas and having kids makes it just even so much more special. So yes, bring on all the Christmas absolutely so next week will be the christmas episode i don't know what we're gonna do to make it christmasy i guess i can just have mariah carey's uh music in the background or something i don't know yeah you could play christmas music on shitty flute that would be a start oh yeah 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 and then i'm gonna bury you under christmas tree flock (laughs) you're gonna bury me under all of the jimmy wang yang's deluxe aggression series nine figures (laughs) i'm gonna beat you with a jimmy wang figure so in ECW, Terry Funk and Cactus Jack got hit with chairs. You're just going to start throwing Jimmy Wang Yang Deluxe Aggression Series 9 figures at me. Oh, I wish I could Photoshop this. You standing <laughs> in the ring, just getting flooded with Jimmy Wang Yang Deluxe Aggressions. <laughs> so for episode 360, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. Scott, have I told you you're my favorite scientific podcaster? Go away. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for flooding Scott's Facebook with Jimmy Wang Yang Deluxe Aggression (laughs) Series 9 figures. And everybody for listening to episode 360, hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week With the OGs of WFP 
fully posable Thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the kings